0: Runners, take three marks. Take marks. Set. Go. Welcome to the Up and Running podcast, where we talk about all things related to running and really great food. Hello and welcome to the Up and Running Podcast. This is episode number 21. I'm very excited to be putting out this episode, episode number 21, because this is a special anniversary episode. That's right. A year ago at this time, I started the Up and Running Podcast and it's really hard to believe that you know it's been a whole year already. It's been a really fun ride creating this podcast and bringing you all sorts of topics related to running and really great food. So I've taken a short break recently, but I'm back now and I'm excited to bring you bi-weekly episodes once again. For today's episode, I want to explore how running is everywhere in sports. Are you a sports fan? If so, then you know that running is an integral part of several of the most popular sports out there. Football, basketball, soccer, Rugby, lacrosse, baseball, and tennis all feature running as part of the game. While not all of these sports feature running as a focal point, don't be fooled, the athletes who play these sports log some serious miles. Let's start with soccer first, because soccer players log a lot of mileage during a 90-minute match. The United States women's national team, in this most recent World Cup that happened just this past summer, featured different statistics that they were able to show as different players were subbed out of the game. One of those stats that was showing up on the screen when those subs were taking place is just how many miles they had run at that point during the match. So the U.S. Women's National Team has partnered with Stat Sports to use their Apex Soccer GPS trackers. These trackers track multiple key metrics, like how many high-intensity runs each player makes in a game, they measure their overall physical output, they measure their max speed, they even provide heat maps to show the level of intensity that the players are putting out. And so coaches can maximize their players' output and minimize their potential for injury. So it's really important for players and coaches to know the intensity that they're putting forth in each game, even in each practice. Um, So, you know, knowing how much high-speed running is happening, how many accelerations and decelerations, is really important to understand, you know, when to make the right substitutions in the game and that kind of thing. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, I mean, I have a GPS watch that I wear, I log how many miles I do, but who would have thought that they would have been using this in actual soccer games. So how much do soccer players run during a game? Well, the statistics show that the average number of miles ran in a soccer match is 7 miles. That's a lot. I mean, when I go out for my runs during the week, I'm usually running 5-mile runs, not 7. And so it's pretty crazy that they're doing that in a game. In addition, some players, such as midfielders on a soccer team, have been shown to log as much as 9.5 miles in a game. Another sport where players log some miles is football. Receivers and running backs can log as much as a mile and a half in a game. Rugby. Let's talk about rugby for a second. Rugby players can run up to four miles in a game. So how about tennis? What do you think about that? Is that like a mile, less than a mile? No. Tennis players log about three miles over the course of their matches. So lacrosse. Let's think about lacrosse for a minute. Lacrosse players log some serious miles too. Over a 70-minute match, they can run about 6 miles. Wow, that's a lot. So what about basketball? Basketball players also get quite a bit of running in. So over the course of a game, they can run up to 2 miles. So as you can see, running is a big part of a lot of different sports, including ball sport. So we're talking about football, right? How many miles football players run or just, you know, how much they run in a game. But let's digress for a moment here and talk about how people get into running, right? So a lot of people who have gotten into the sport of running got introduced to it through another sport. So a coach, take for example like a soccer coach, suggested to them to go out for track or cross country to stay in shape in the offseason. I mean, doesn't every coach want their player to be ready to go? Of course they do. So does this sound familiar? Are you one of those people? Yeah, so it's true. Running crosses over into so many other sports and it just makes sense. Many coaches see running track as a great option for their athletes in the off-season. Running track can teach athletes the proper running techniques for any kind of running, whether it be sprinting or distance. It also trains athletes to become faster and more explosive. Many football coaches like their athletes to run track as they believe their players should be fast. Track teaches runners to relax their body and exert the smallest amount of energy so that they can conserve their energy while they're out there running. So let's take a look at the NFL and how running is really an integral part and specifically running track is an integral part of the training that a lot of football players do. So of the 332 college football players invited to the 2016 NFL Combine, 89% played multiple sports in high school, according to data from trackingfootball.com. Track and field was the dominant one. So, as you could see, quite a lot of football players do some track before they uh, go pro. So let's get more specific. The first round of this year's NFL Draft, so 2019, featured 18 athletes who were former high school track and field players athletes. So some of these athletes are Devin Bush of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He ran sprints in track. Marquise Brown, who's a wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. He also was a sprinter. DeAndre Baker, who plays for the New York Giants, also a sprinter. Keel Harry, who plays for the New England Patriots, also a sprinter. Devin White, who plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, also was a sprinter. So as you can see, these top athletes took track pretty seriously, and now they've been very successful in the NFL. Go ahead. Go ahead. Run, run fast, like it's going out of style. You're feeling great, you got here in the mile. You're up way before anyone It's you, the ground. Is okay, so we've talked about how running is in a lot of different sports. So the fact that many coaches are you know looking at running track, for example, and running in general as a really good option to keep their athletes in good condition in the off-season. Um, this has really exploded over the past few years. This has exploded into what we now see as youth running clubs. So for years, there's been club soccer, club basketball, club volleyball, club baseball. You get the picture. A lot of youth clubs out there. Uh, But now there's these youth track clubs. So these track clubs have growing memberships of kids who are out there running. These kids dedicate themselves to running between four to six days a week. I've seen these groups training in my area. and They are popular. So when I see them, there's about 30 to 40 kids at a time running track workouts in different groups. The first group goes out, does a 200, and the next group, and so on. You can often identify these groups by their colorful logo t-shirts, and of course, their dedicated coaches calling out their times and often running along with them. So maybe you're looking for a youth track club for your child. You know, take a minute, go on Google, do a Google search, and you will easily find one of these different track clubs that's in your area. That's crazy. That's crazy good. That's so good. For this week's That's Crazy Good Feature, I want to mention the Flame Broiler. The Flame Broiler is a place I've been a fan and loyal customer of for over 25 years. I first started going to the Flame Broiler while attending college at Cal State Fullerton. Their original location is located off Chapman Avenue in Fullerton, California. The Flame Broiler was started by Mr. Young Lee. Mr. Lee was someone I saw often at the original location. He was always there, every day cooking up his great food. Between classes and after my cross-country and track practices, I'd definitely head over there. So what kind of food does the Flame Broiler serve? They serve up some crazy good chicken and beef rice bowls. They have a simple menu, but that's why it's so good, because they're good at what they do. When I go there... There's two things that I like to order. Depending on my mood and how hungry I am, I'm either going to choose the chicken plate or I'm going to do the chicken bowl. So let me tell you about the chicken plate. And by the way, I'm including on my Instagram page, which is at runwithpaul. I'm going to put a picture of this chicken plate on there. And when you see it, you're going to want to go there because it's awesome. So the chicken plate features a healthy serving of grilled marinated chicken. And it's all chopped up and it's placed on top of a mound of white or brown rice, your choice. It also comes with sliced cabbage slaw. And they have a citrus glaze dressing that you, they put it on the side so you can drizzle it all over and it's really good. It also comes with a sliced orange. This is a meal. Now if you're someone who really wants to eat a lot of food, you can ask for double chicken. And if you can't decide if you want chicken or beef in this dish, you can go half and half. And that's what you tell them. You say half and half. So they'll put half chicken, half beef. The same is true of all the bowls that they do. So for the bowls, you have a choice of their chicken or beef, as well as white or brown rice. You can also add fresh vegetables. And the vegetables are made up of cabbage, carrots, and broccoli. And you can also add green onions to your bowl. And they will always ask you if you want onions or without onions. But the thing that you definitely cannot miss is what they call magic sauce. So their magic sauce is uh, available for free. They have the self-serve pump stations where you get these little plastic container cups. And then you just put as many... um, drops or globs of this magic sauce in these containers as you want and the more the better so when you go to one of these things you'll see people just stacking these little magic sauces up um you know and some people like when you go to the movies and people are drizzling the butter all over their popcorn some people will even go like that route and just take the lid off of their plate or their bowl and just pump away so magic sauce um it's it's kind of like soy sauce, but a lot better because um, it's a, it's a little bit sweeter. It's sort of salty and sweet at the same time. So the Flame Broiler is awesome. Um, they have 180 locations, um, a bunch of them in Southern California, and they're branching out into other states. So if you go on the web and just look up um, Flame Broiler, that's how you'll look it up. The original name is the Flame Broiler, but if you look it up, look up Flame Broiler, and it'll come up that way, and you'll find the one nearest to you. Or if you happen to be traveling through Southern California, um, they're very easy to find. Um, Mr. Lee franchised back uh, a few years ago, so they've really exploded all over the place. So um, make sure you stop off there. You're going to love it. (music) I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Up and Running Podcast. Please tune in every couple of weeks. As I mentioned before, I'll be releasing bi-weekly episodes with all things related to running and really great food. And another thing I'm really excited to announce is I've started a YouTube page. It's very simple to find. Um, You can find it under Run Wit Paul, that's R-U-N-W-I-T-P-A-U-L, on YouTube. So that's my YouTube channel. And uh, what I feature there is different runs that I take and do. And uh, I use a GoPro camera. I mount it on my head because it's easier to do it that way. Um, And then I film a lot of the different places that I go. I've mentioned before that I travel for my job. So um, I get to run in some pretty cool places. And I I like capturing that on film and putting them on there. So take a look at at it and um, check it out. Leave some comments. Let me know what you think about it. Um, if you have any ideas on some really great places that I should definitely try, please send me an email. You can email me at upandrunningpodcast at gmail.com, and you can also direct message me on Instagram. My Instagram page is at Run So, as always, enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy your next run. Runners, take your Welcome to the Up and Running Podcast, where we talk about all things related to running and really great food.